0: Hey everyone, this is Joe, and I wanted to drop a a brief note, a brief intro before this episode. About uh, 22 minutes or so into the episode, you're going to hear a beep, and that beep represents missing information. It's about a 16-minute segment that I removed from the show, and I'll get back to that in a second. second. The reason I removed it for is for a couple of reasons. One is because uh it we already talked for 20 minutes and then I got in this tangent and we didn't even start talking about the episode till 40 minutes on in and I was like, that's that's way too long. I don't like it to be I just thought that was too long. <laughs> Two is uh in this rant, this tangent rant, I go after a former contestant really hard. But after thinking about it, I decided to release it's gonna be released, but to the Patreon. And I may release it to the public in the future. Uh, I suppose if you want, um, this is not a plug for Patreon, but if you do want to hear it, I, mean, I am going to release it on Patreon. And uh, that'll be on Patreon this weekend. Alright, well enjoy this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 13, Episode 2, titled Congratulations. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined as always by one pernicious co host. From the podcast pod is my K Please say, We already thank you, the mole. <laughs> I don't trust you, girl. To Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Taylor, the latte boy. Joseph. How are oh, you? Cool. I'm doing very, very well. I just, everyone should know if you're not a member of Patreon, I just listened to Taylor. This, this, this will probably be enough to get everyone to the to Patreon. Talk about how he thought he had COVID,
1: but it was just his boner pill. <laughs> you, 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 you took the punchline away for people. You took away the suspense. You, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I did because, you know, I'm going to bleep that. Because
0: just between us <laughs> girls, the Patreon supporters get that after
1: the show yeah. airs. So I'm going to bleep it so they don't have that spoiled what the actual cause of your COVID fear was. And we're not live today, so nobody knows. Yeah, they, yeah. Nobody, nobody knows, they answer.
0: knows why you thought you had COVID. <laughs> nobody knows my sorrow. Uh, mm. Anyway... Uh Taylor the Latte Boy, Howard, you? you know, it's so funny Is I don't know if this happens to you And I'm such a fucking dick to my friends It really is, I, I'm a horrible human being But uh, Friend of <laughs> Friend of the show, John Paul mm-hmm. Calls me On like Sunday or Monday, I don't know what it is And he goes, are you watching Drag Race? Because John Paul's one of the people who watch one season But they not watch another, He he's in and out Probably like most Drag Race fans, you know Yeah and he go I go, "Oh, I'm watching Young. I, I do a fucking goddamn show about it." And he goes, uh, he goes, "Yeah, I'm watching this season." And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "What do you think of the episode?" And John Paul's one of my closest friends. Talk to him all the I time.
1: Knew was going. Yeah. Okay. And
0: I told him I do a goddamn show about the fucking <laughs>
1: You've had this conversation with other people yes. before. <laughs> yes.
0: And I I do. A sh- there, my thoughts of all people are out there. Right. With commercials. Right. Okay. <laughs> and he goes, well, just tell me. And I go, just listen to you. He's like, fine. Right. Now, I don't think he's actually, I really don't think he's ever actually listened to an episode because then he calls me maybe Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm hmm. And he goes, oh, I listened. I, you know, because he had to go to his mom's house a couple of times throughout the week, and so on his it's the longest drive. And he's like, I, on my, I listened about half the episode on my commute to my mom's house. Yeah, so I listened to the first half, and then he goes, "You reveal a lot of personal information <laughs> on this show, right?" And yeah, I, yeah and I go, uh huh, and he goes. The th- the thing with the cum and everything like that? And I was like, uh-huh. I go, it's true. I don't like. And then, then he started sending me – then he started arguing with you about what's organic. I don't know. It was like a weird argument he started having with me. He's going – you and I both know this, where with your personal friends, when they start listening to your shows, they start to have conversations with you midway as if they've been in another yeah. conversation. So then I start right. getting pictures on my phone of, waffle, of waffles covered in cum and wants to know what <laughs> wants to know if this is suitable because it's organic <laughs> right so yes. then I'm talking to Carlo from Germany this is another thing uh-huh. which this one actually this, this criticism is legitimate he goes he calls me and he goes I loved the episode it was so good and I was like thank you he goes my boyfriend though who I kind of know Philip He he was listening for the first time. And we were listening. He goes, and I'm just so used to the show. I'm just listening. But (laughs) 20 minutes in, he goes, are they ever going to start talking about Drag Race? (laughs) And Carla was like, oh, yeah, I guess.
1: I guess we don't really immediately start talking about the fucking show. No. I think that's what people like about our yeah. show is that, it, as you said last mm-hmm. week, this is about two friends. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get inside tea from us. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get, you know, a super, you know, you're going to get two friends who love the show mm-hmm. who and also who love to occasionally hate the show. Yeah. And hate themselves for loving the show. Yeah. About this show and that's what it is. And we're good. And we're going to intersperse, you know, other th- aspects of our lives, that sort of stuff. Baba Lou listens to the, a good chunk of the show last Saturday uh-huh. in the car. Yeah, And he's very funny because he does the same thing where he wants to have conversations with you and I in the car, but I'm driving the car at the same time <laughs> where we'll say, we'll say something and he'll go, that's not true. <laughs> But he's but he's looking at the he's looking at the radio and I'm looking at him like one of the hosts is right here or your rant about candy he kept going you're both so mean you're both so mean and I was just like no no Joe's mean yeah. <laughs> I'm just going for the ride yeah I will say I will say
0: listening to that back I I did go a little ham <laughs> <Candy>. <laughs> you know what's so funny and so sad I was talking to my boyfriend about it. And this is so sad for the person I'm gonna say who I'm gonna mention right now. (laughs) Because Aiden, the guy that I'm seeing, uh he knows the show backwards and forwards. I'm saying that for a reason. I kept accidentally calling Candy Muse Candy Ho. (laughs) And he would stop and he would say, now this is a big drag race fan, and he would go, Uh Stop. Who is Candy Ho? (laughs) <laughs> and i go you know what exactly. exactly i go she was on season seven he was like oh that's right but that's also the big joke on reddit is that no one knows who candy Ho like that she was that she was on the show so i thought that was right. funny that he was playing into that but um yeah this is essentially a long way about it is a comedy show about two friends who use Drag Race as an excuse to get together, and Kiki. And Drag Race is a show that is a reality show pretending to be a competition. There's a lot of pretending going on. Right. Um, But it's essentially a reality show pretending to be uh, a competition. Um, Yeah, so anyway, when I was listening back to the Candy Muse talk, I was like, I went really hard on Candy Muse and Milk. For some milk got shrapnel too, <laughs> and I was like, "But I will say this." And and, and and I was thinking that this episode, Kenny Muse is a horrible person.
1: You know, like Muse is, yeah. They're they're going to have to do some some serious redemption arc with her in order for her to be really liked by many people. Because <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not necessarily a fan of her at all.
0: Yeah, she it it's so funny. It's like she she it's odd when someone to a T behaves the way they look. And what I mean is it's like let's say you saw um I can't think of a of, a, of, a, of a, an example that would work, but she looks like someone who would be a mean angry bully kid you know, and then yeah. she looks like they just looked at her. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then she acts like a mean, I think she's, I think she's kind of mean. I don't know. I think the show's trying to treat her like she's super charming and Vangie ish, but I don't get that sense.
1: Yeah. No, I don't, I don't get that either. I just get where I, apparently people love her. I mean, she, she is beloved in, in certain circles, but I just get, she looks like my cousin, <laughs> And when she had the outfit on on the runway at the end with the hair with the big, I was just like, "That is my cousin Jackie in 1985." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and and she was a bully. She was she was a she was a big mean Jersey girl, and that and that's kind of what I get from that's what I get from uh, Candy throughout most of this. Even even when Elliot kind of makes a comment, which I know we're we're getting ahead of mm-hmm. ourselves a little bit, but just that that became she became fixated on that. Through the narrative, through the entire episode, and it was sort of like, okay, girl, you know, we're all going to do this. Get over yourself.
0: Yeah, but this is a bitch who's like, that's what I'm saying. Talking shit all the time. But don't you? And I know you are an expert on bullies. In fact, you wrote the award winning book uh, on the playground by uh, Taylor Vellante Boy DDS, <laughs> and which uh, I well, believe a dental degree. But anyway. Uh, And uh, you're kind of an expert in bullies, but wouldn't you think that's the case that often bullies have the thinnest skin?
1: Yes. Bullies, bullies are often where they can dish it out, but they can't take it.
0: Yeah. For instance, uh, famously, uh, people who really listen hardcore know that I'm a giant bully and that a couple yeah. of years ago, I actually, I'm going to talk about this. I, I want to, I was thinking about it. I'm going to address this, but a couple of years ago, George called me an ugly pig, uh, a, per, a person we had on here
1: on the rumor mill and I Not exactly flipped. And it said, okay. what do you say? <laughs> Not exactly how he said it, but okay. That might be how you heard it. I flipped the
0: fuck out on the air. Mm-hmm. You know? And blah 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 blah. Now I want to say something because I've thought about this. There are people who call me bully. But I'm gonna tell you who they are. Bullies. I'm a bully against bullies. I bully bullies. Mm-hmm. Bully bullies. Bully bullies. <laughs> hey, bullies, bullies. Like, is there any nice okay, it name a nice person that I bully
1: adam burns i do not bully adam Burns. (laughs) oh joe come on you no no you don't you don't hold on hold on hold
0: on on. everyone listening if you're good if you're a member of patreon there's a show i have called throwing down
1: where um i kindly have a show with a guy named adam burns (laughs) i kindly have a gentle show where Mm -hmm. i engage in prayer circles with the one adam burns you're a little, but you, you you can lay it on thick. You you definitely there there is a genuine there is a genuine affection for Adam mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. but there are times that you do definitely you take it right to the line with him. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas but I, never I think do other think – like I'll, I'll
0: give you a perfect example of on someone that I've bullied, and if you listen to Shady Pines uh, on the public feed, um, you'll know it. Joey Buhacker – Right. I've bullied Joey Buehacker. But Joey Buehacker is a bully. huh? Yeah.
1: Joey used to bully you. Yeah. The two of you you would say horrible things to each other. But you always laughed whenever he would say these horrible things to you. You always thought it was funny.
0: Yeah. The more he goes – I don't know what it is about him. The angrier he gets at me, the funnier (laughs) I think it is. He could be stomping on the ground like Rumpelstiltskin – and I am peeing my pants, and says horrible things about me. Horrible things. Yeah. Uh, anyway,
1: I but we saw how well that ended.
0: I know somebody wrote me a letter about that because you know we have to, because oh, you know what I want to talk about right now. Actually, thank you for reminding me. Okay. The episode? <laughs> no, no, God. Why would we talk about that? No, everyone should know. In fact, this is actually a little late because it's actually dropping as we record this. Is Drag Race UK? is coming back but not with me and you taylor and thank jesus right thank baby jesus No, but also also this is the way it should be and this is the new policy of afterthought media is that for the most part there is a notable exception for the most part the international drag race shows from here henceforth will be covered if they're covered at all they'll be covered by people from that country which i think is only fair right so no. the, you, the Drag Race UK boys are actually from the UK. Yeah. And so, uh, they have a wonderful podcast called You're Welcome America. Uh, I, I advise everyone go check it out, but, uh, also they're going to be here on Afterthought explaining all things. Remember last season, I couldn't meet Daniel and I couldn't explain what a fucking Rue Peter badge was, but they can explain mm-hmm. all of that. They're super funny. They're super charming. They're fucking nice as hell in fact, i wonder i often wonder if they're if they listen to they probably don't listen to the show but if they do if they're like embarrassed to be associated i would be so embarrassed to be associated with us
1: no why why the, that, I, I don't that know it was a lot of fun last week's and, and i think that anybody who has a good sense of humor listened mm-hmm. to that episode and enjoyed it. I was, you
0: know, Adam Salandra wanted to listen. Our new new Afterthought media personality, Adam Salandra, who will be joining us for All Stars, uh, listened for the first time, he, you know. And, I, and he uh, listened, he, and he, he goes, he sent me a text message, and first he says, I listened to the most recent episode of Drag Race Recap. And mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> right? And I was like nervous, okay?
1: And he said he loved it. It's great. It was fun. It was fun to do it. I think that you focusing your attention on one to two shows about this show called RuPaul's Drag Race is going to benefit the flagship show. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Anyway, this week, the Queens and the Pork Chop Loading Dock vote out Elliot with two T's, but in a twist, Elliot joins the, uh, the winning Queens for the mini-challenge the girls show off their best daytime-nighttime runway. In the maxi-challenge, the Queens record and perform original verses and choreography to RuPaul's song, Congratulations. What a horrible song, by the way. On the runway, yeah. the category is La May You Stay. After RuPaul announces that nobody will be eliminated this week, Simone and Olivia Lux go head-to-head in the lip-sync for the win. Simone defeats Olivia Lux and takes home a cash prize of $5,000. Taylor the Latte Boy named two things you liked about the episode episode, and one thing you did
1: not. I did like the twist of Elliot joining the winners. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, you know, I was kind of, I was bummed when she was the one that was voted off. Uh, and um, even though I didn't necessarily like the way they treated her, it made sense in the in the course of the story. Um, I love me a look episode, so the fact that it was looks, looks, looks the whole time, I was very much about that. Uh, the thing I did not like is... I have queens that I am really starting to really like early on, mm-hmm. and I have queens that did nothing to further my interest in them, Yeah, <laughs> namely Candy and Tina Burner are definitely ones that I'm sort of like, okay, I'm, I'm really kind of done. And my fear is because they are such big names that we're going to have to deal with them for a while. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of something that I'm not liking. What about so, you?
0: So I want to comment on something you said. You said uh, you really liked the twist of them. It, it, I'm going to – just to reference last week's episode. If you noticed when I was reading the script, when I was doing that part that we just did actually, the little sort of mini outline – at the very end, I hesitated when I said they vote out or eliminate one of their own or somebody that I hesitated because I already knew that the person they voted out was going to go to the winner's team. And so uh-huh. I was sort of like trying to re edit in my head because I didn't want, I wanted it to be intentionally vague. So, uh, FY a little behind the t- scenes T there is when you hear me stumble, that's because I, I'm reading, realizing that's what's happening. Um, our producer, Luke Stamen doesn't, I guess, read the spoilers, so he didn't know. So he, it's not his fault. He just wrote it as the way the show presented it, which is probably – it's probably fair to read it that way, you know? Yeah. So um, two things like about the episode. Um, I was going to say this later, but I'll say this now. Olivia Lux, especially one point she does this. Sometimes says the stupidest shit. Okay, but hold, please. Hold. Yeah. That fucking smile is worth a mm-hmm. million dollars. Because she can say Infectious. the stupidest shit and I'm just yeah. charmed and smiling and think it's the greatest thing ever. Right? And uh yeah, that smile is going to get her fucking far because she has a fucking killer smile. It is insane.
1: I, I feel like In my head, I can almost see who the winners are. Mm -hmm. The winner is of the season already, Mm -hmm. Um, but I can also see definitely she she's a front runner for Miss Congeniality Mm -hmm. at the I would think unless something major happens, she's she's definitely there. I mean, she just beams positivity when when she's when she's there and beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I feel bad because I still even like through the the, when they were doing the runways and stuff, I'm like, oh god, yeah, that's right, she's still here, Mm -hmm. but. It's, it's still when she's, you can't not look at her when she's, when she's on screen. She's, mm-hmm. she's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Another thing I liked is maybe just become so used to the show and so jaded on the show. All the, even though they're so contrived, all the twists and turns and goopery, I'm here for, cause I guess it just brings something fresh to the show. And uh-huh. so even though it's going to take a while for us to eliminate somebody, uh, I'm here for it. Because it gets us more time to see these queens,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: The one thing I didn't like... Okay, go ahead.
1: I I do like the fact that, you know, we talked about... Like, we tried to remember whether or not they did... They split up the teams last week where you and I couldn't remember that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, no, because they did the that's my bitch or I'm that bitch and... Mm -hmm. The, the other song that I can't remember with Nicki Minaj and stuff. So, yeah, the, this maybe this becomes the new normal to give everybody a little bit more screen time and so that we get to know and fall in love with some of these girls, or in my case, with some of them, really dislike some of them.
0: You know what? You just reminded me. Maybe I should have, I'm going to take back what I said because why mine is more general. I don't know why it is. Maybe it's because I hate this fucking goddamn Todrick Hall so much. Somebody said online that Monet Exchange said that if RuPaul ever retired that Todrick should uh I can't remember if it was Monet or Bob or somebody like that, right? Um and by that I mean black. Uh uh <laughs> <laughs> Why <Well, I> just... <laughs> <laughs> I can't I, I will I don't know what it is because I don't think Monet and Bob look anything alike. I do think they sound a lot alike, but I don't think they look anything alike. But and then they both have that show together. I think it was actually on sibling rivalry rivalry. One of them said Uh that they think that Toddric should take over. And I was like, and a lot of people online said this too. If RuPaul retires, and t- I'm saying this right now, and I am not lying. If Todd if RuPaul retires and Todric takes over. That, that might be the end of this show. I don't know. Because what it might just become is just openly attacking that show. <laughs> just, the just show purely. <laughs> yeah. The, the show, in other words, um, is that that show becomes uh, uh, the Biden administration and we become Tucker Carlson. Okay. <laughs> 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 because I, I, I might hate watch it. And it's just the show just now, it's just without a doubt, just ripping that show apart. But I hate this tantric Hall so fucking much. Yeah. And that's what's weird, I told you, two people, two separate people that I know, who are so kind and so nice and thankfully don't listen to this show, are really good friends of mine and also Todrick's. uh And I don't get it. It is He is a horrible human being. And I will say, they don't know that I hate him because they don't listen to the show. So they'll talk Uh about Todrick and I'll be like, (laughs) 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 well, you know, the same thing happened. The same thing happened. Um, with this, uh, uh I, you know what? Let me talk about this now.
1: <laughs> never gonna get through this episode. No,
0: we're never <laughs> gonna get through this episode. All right. Uh, the queen chose lipsticks for the queen. They think should go home. The girls struggle with their decision, but after a couple of rounds of voting, Elliot with two T's is sent off to meet her fate. What did you think of this whole uh this twist scene here? Yeah, this whole scene here with the girls. It was-
1: and- It was torturous. They did a, they did a really good job of kind of making it very tense, you know, and I also get that it's manipulation with the music and all that sort of stuff. But the fact that there was a tie Mm
2: -hmm.
1: again, and that it was where she said, so now you have to vote again for one of these two girls. That was where we both looked at each other. My husband and I just like that. You've got to be kidding. Like, that's torturous. Um, I thought to put them through that, Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting though, that they said we have, you know, we have a winner, we have, you know, a selection and they didn't mention in that part of it that apparently it was unanimous, but she mentioned to all of the, the, the original six or the winning six, when she was explaining to them that it was unanimous that she went home, Mm -hmm. that she was voted to go home, um, which I thought they would have added that in mm-hmm. as, just a, as just another, you know, kick in the balls because she seemed very upset for obvious reasons when they when she thought she was going home.
0: Which I find it was odd that it was unanimous because there were obviously people who voted for Utica first and they were like, man, we'll go to LA with two teeth." now. <laughs> like, right, yeah. I thought that was very, very <laughs> strange. But let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Based on what you saw and the little you saw of these queens, let's say you were there to vote. Who would you have sent home?
1: I think I would have sent home Utica. Oh, honestly. really? I don't I don't get the Utica thing yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she's there for a reason, but mm-hmm. Elliot Elliot is a very much my aesthetic of where she seems very eighties forward, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um they're definitely trying to push um, expose as the new El Barge, where she's already brought up expose twice, yeah. you know, RuPaul has in the, in the, in the season. And there's only two episodes. So I have a feeling we're going to be hearing come go with me every time she walks over to Elliot instead of uh, rhythm of the night. So I, I like her more. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, that may switch once we see a little bit more from Utica, but mm-hmm. I, I was definitely, I would have voted for Utica. What, which, who would you have voted for?
0: I think I would have voted for Elliot with two T's. Why? Because she looks like Evan Ayers, former co-host of the show. <laughs> she gave me a very strong Evan Ayers, and I booted him from this show. So here yeah, she quit. But <laughs> I want to make a change. Okay. I thought that that's what happened. <laughs> but it- <laughs> but uh, no, 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 no. Um, no, I was kidding. uh it, it, I think there was something about – I could see – you know, we saw differently after we saw the show, but I could see on a first impression basis that Elliot with two T's seemed like the weakest link. You know, the look wasn't the best when she came in, and but the- Utica was.
1: That was a mess. She looked like a mess, and especially with the whole time where her wig is pulled back to where you can see her hairline. All- I mean, just something about that—that that is that is not polished. That is not where you're. That you know say what you will so far about Kamora Hall. I mean, mm-hmm. she looked completely polished and everything while she was sitting there. You know, a couple of the other ones looked slightly mm-hmm. new, but I mean, Utica just kind of with the wig and the weird things and the weird heavy strawberry tilting her, w- everything about it, I don't get that yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, No, I think I still, just going on first impressions, I think I would, I think because I think I'm still, I'll be honest with you, I'm still charmed by a little bit, there's a little bit of charm I have with Utica Queen. I don't know why. I'm not completely won over by her. And maybe next week, by the end of next week, I'm like, I want to vote her out now. I don't know. <laughs> but I will say, I didn't hate her
1: as much. You know, I didn't hate her. As I much. don't hate Utica. You told me you hate Utica. I, I did not say such a thing. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. When she does her little interviews, they seem to have very short clips of her speaking. Mm-hmm. And there is something where she kind of has she has that positive energy. She definitely mm-hmm. has that. I just don't get that aesthetic. Yeah. But I also wasn't I mean, she reminds me a lot of Thorgy, and I didn't never really got Thorgy's. I didn't aesthetic. get
0: Thorgy. I I I actually see the Thorgy comparison, but for some <laughs> reason, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, cause I had, I had that same, I actually learned to love Thorgy, but, uh, I sort of had the same reaction. I could see that, right? Um, but for some reason it, it annoyed me with Thorgy, and it doesn't annoy me as much with Utica. I, we saw very little of her last week. That's why I want to see more next week, but, uh, I think I still would have gone with Elliot with two T's. Okay. Alright. Very good. I'm uh, moving on. The winning queens enter the workroom and Candy, uh, Muse declares war against the losing queens should they return. After a video message, RuPaul announces that one more queen will be joining the winners in the workroom. It's Elliot with two T's. The girls do not like that, by the way. Next, RuPaul announces this week's mini-challenge. Summer and run- winter runway looks for 2021. Taylor, your thoughts? on uh what what were you thinking about candy declaring war and doing all that and elliot two t's and the way they reacted to her coming back and all that
1: stuff i thought it was ridiculous i thought that the level of okay let let me rephrase that i I think that it felt like it was very much of the where they were so surprised that she was coming back it's not like she had been gone for three or four episodes and then magically appeared Mm -hmm. you know they couldn't have really thought that it was going to be where they were going to do a season with just six girls.
0: Yeah.
1: That they had to know that they were coming back in some fashion and that this was the one that came back. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I also get that they're recognizing that there are twists this season and that it makes sense that she would be a spy. Or a mole, or a saboteur, or something of that sort. Especially when you consider that that was the only lip sync where there were three girls instead yeah. of two. Mm-hmm. So then it makes sense of why did I go? Why did we have? Why did I have three? And then one of the ones I sent home is now back. What's mm-hmm. what's that about? Yeah. But I thought that the the level of just where we're not going to trust her and everything is was a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I also wrote was at one point. Tina was talking about drama and she's like, you know, or talking shit or something and she's like, that's not my thesis, where that's all she did in the first episode was yeah. talk shit about everything. I
0: else. know, I know, I know. It The level of unprofessionalism far too far much. Too much. Uh, yeah, they always they always do that shit. And Tina and uh, and uh, Candy being the the biggest culprits of it at all completely. Yeah. All right for the mini ch- for the mini challenges, the girls get ready for that mini challenge. Candy brings up her legacy, which leads Elliot with two T's to ask Candy if Candy thinks she will suffer the same fate as other legacy queens like Vangie and Dahlia, who were the first girls sent home despite their legacies. On the main stage, the girls show off their best summer and winter fashion looks. Let's talk about that
1: moment Not what, it was. what that was that wasn't the theme the theme was daytime and nighttime
0: oh thank you luke steaman you're fired the best oh, uh follow on the job yep oh uh, uh, and then i'm gonna get a fuck no We're taking but applications now i shouldn't have said <laughs> that because now i'm gonna get a fucking email i'm gonna get a fucking message taylor and you would think let me tell you this you would think that even but when i say this this would preclude getting a message no uh-huh. i'm still going to get the
1: message no because he realized after he sent it that he wrote summer and fall or summer and winter looks and he is st- been stressing about it so he has been dreading the fact that you told that 85 hour story about katya and all of that sort of stuff mm-hmm. that just dragged out the inevitable where he is just like his fingernails are down to the yeah, nub he's, like, worried oh, that oh, he didn't he's jumping
0: that. 30 seconds to find it. yeah exactly
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh all right sorry what was it they showed off their best what daytime, daytime and, and night-, night daytime and nighttime looks now, by the way, I'm willing to concede, but I have, but I can go on Google Docs and look at the edits. That I go, I go and I edit these scripts. I may have done that edit, but <laughs> but I will, so now
1: he's panicking because we're blaming him for something he genuinely didn't do. Yeah, right now he's going to building his
0: case. Like, no, I did not. Uh, and then Nami is going to get involved. You know, I'm thinking about adding a new segment to our show nami's correction corner because we got a bunch <laughs> of corrections did we really oh yeah 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 i just didn't care enough to, to write them down but maybe we'll bring nami's correction corner to okay. to uh to the segment to the show we'll, we'll do it at the top of the show or maybe we'll do it in just between us girls or something it. nami's correction corner all right okay so let's talk about that moment in the be- it, when candy is bringing up about her legacy with her mom aja and her sister Dahlia, and then Elliot, which I believe is a fair point, by the way. I don't think I don't think it very was a fair point. I think it's a completely relevant point. And by the way, one of the things that this fucking horrible Candy Muse says is she's like, she just got here. She just got here. Now she's talking about Like, you all got there at the same time.
1: Yeah. You yeah. all we, got there at the we, same time. You have time to walk in nature with children, you know, over months and months and months. You've all been together... The, uh, a day or two. Yeah, this Calm is, down.
0: Yeah, this isn't, like, remember when uh, Cuckoo, whatever her name is, uh, Cynthia Lee Fontaine, remember she showed it at the wow. end of that last episode? Okay, you can maybe say that there, right? Because she did, she missed that first episode, okay? Yeah. Elliot with two teeth has been there the exact amount of time. If you think about it, here's what happened. Let, let's walk through what's happened on this show so far. They had the lip sync for the, the Pork Chop Lounge or not, right?
1: Uh-huh. Winner
0: circle, other circle. Okay, they're while they're waiting for those lip syncs to end. There's like an untuck in each in each room. Uh-huh. That ends. The next uh-huh. day, the girls walk into the workroom, chat for like uh-huh. a half a second. RuPaul comes uh-huh. in and says, "There's another queen joining you." It has been virtually no time at all.
1: Right. If anything, Elliot has had more to do because she had to do the voting thing that the other girls didn't want to
0: do. This fucking bitch just got here, this bitch just got here, she's telling me I
1: mean, uh bitch, you guys have been there the same
0: amount of time. The same amount of time. there's nothing that this group has done that she wasn't there for except walk into the workroom. God, this candy this candy music King Kong candy can go fucking fuck herself. (laughs) Hate her so fucking much.
1: Are you glad that you corrected that instead of saying King Kong Bundy like we talked about this
0: week? Yes. I I called Taylor this week and go – I listened to the episode back and I regret it. I called it King Kong Bundy. It should have been King Kong And I I think he thought Joe's feeling remorse for being so mean to her. And I was like, no. The joke should have been King Kong Candy. Right. (laughs) What? On the main stage, the 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 girls show off their best daytime and nighttime looks. Now, you know I don't give two shits about the looks.
1: I, which is why we've spent an hour talking about other stuff. I realize that's why we're talking about all these other things because you don't want to talk about the looks. <laughs> I'm on to you, Patance. I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> do you?
0: Do you want to tell us about uh, your thoughts on the look? Any looks you liked or anything?
1: Um, I can give you. I can give you a like one sentence for each look, both daytime and nighttime.
0: All right, go ahead. When I-
1: real quick. Um, the first look was Gotmick, and I know that she came in in like a, in a latex rainbow, like blues blue outfit with rainbows at the bottom. And she had great big hair. I liked that. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, candy news came in some like Kirsten Dunstan in interview with the vampire sort of mm-hmm. crazy, like, you know, outfit that was not daytime at all. Uh, but it was a pretty look. I thought Lala Rees' look was off the rack, um, and kind of drab. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia, was i don't know what i lady oh i thought uh olivia's daytime look she looked like lady miss kier from delight remember groove is in the heart do you remember that song
0: by the way singer do you know rupaul's talked about this in her old show delight indirectly responsible for the success of rupaul because she was friends with those delight people okay Mm mm-hmm and they come out with Is in the heart and have this big hit and she's like fuck that I know them I could do better and then it comes she starts working on supermodel of the world
1: okay yeah. that makes sense then mm-hmm. so Simone uh came out in the very 90s uh suit that had the big huge block geometric blocks uh I love the color story with that I love the color combination of that uh Tina Tina Burner came out in an outfit that I thought the top was sloppy but it was a great wig and Elliot with two Ts. It looked off the rack, but better than La La Do you have any thoughts on any of the daytime looks? Do you remember any of them?
0: No. But you know what I should do right now? We're going to take a break. And during the break, I think usually by this point, they've put up the looks on YouTube or something like that. And maybe I can look at them for the next... You've already done the daytime and nighttime looks?
1: I just did the daytime, but I have to have to do the nighttime.
0: All right, do the nighttime. While you're doing the nighttime, I'll see if they have them on YouTube.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Gotmic. Okay. What happened? Oh, I thought you said okay. Like as you said, we're going to take a break.
0: No, after after we're done with this.
1: Okay. So Gotmic came out in a very gothy look with a pasty over um her one nipple and i mm-hmm. loved it i thought it was very Dracula. i thought it was something we would have seen on Dracula. uh candy muse looked like the crab from moana oh wait 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 off- wait! i did
0: I, I did have a joke about candy muse. is this the one in the red latex yes i i'm not even joking <laughs> she came out i went oh the boulet B- both boulet brothers made a, a, a <laughs> special appearance on drag race and i was like oh no it's just one person candy muse okay go ahead <laughs>
1: Okay. Um With Lala Ree, she came out kind of in the dominatrix type outfit. And my concern was that it looked cheap to me. And I feel like her lack of polish is going to be the issue and part of a storyline for runways for her in the future. Um Olivia, I loved the dress that Olivia had on. Uh, I thought Simone looked a mess in the outfit that she had that was kind of very 90s club. But it was all sort of scrunched up, though, though the jokes they were making about her having like you know trying to do the walk of shame home i thought that was the best part of her look Mm -hmm. uh tina burner i wrote i'm tired of the red yellow and orange that she's doing Mm -hmm. and elliot with two t's came out with um the top hat and the riding crop and i just absolutely loved that and i said a top hat and a riding crop are always appreciated
0: well don't you think that uh that's always going to be Tina Burner saying that she's always going to uh, do the those looks, the, the red and orange well, or I'm, whatever.
1: Well, and I'm glad that Michelle called her on that on the runway because I'm mm-hmm. glad to see you in something other than red, yellow, especially with the weird, like, magenta hair that she's got. She's giving like, very Ronald McDonald vibes to me, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not necessarily here for that. Yeah. So hopefully we will see her in other things, but I get that we're trying to brand ourselves mm-hmm. in the beginning, Mm-hmm. But it was, it was just a lot. And even yeah. when she's doing the performance, it's like, okay, we get it. Red, yellow, we get it. That's your thing. Fire, Tina Burner, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We we want to see you do something else. Yeah. Uh,
0: I uh, I'm looking at the the nighttime runway looks now. I already saw got Mick. She looks fantastic. Uh, I saw the Boulay brothers make a guest appearance on uh, <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, and then I was like, oh, they look fantastic. Uh, you know, they're always doing that complimentary thing. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they compliment each other on the, like, and then they're like together. And I was like, oh, no, no, that's uh, Candy Muse. Uh, all right. Uh, next, other, I'm, I'm giving my just my thoughts on the looks right here. Next we have, I don't okay. know who this is. Who's the next one after Candy Muse?
1: La La Rie. Oh, La
0: La uh, Okay, La La You know, they were kind, they loved it, right? I
2: don't know. Like, yeah.
0: Ross loved it. Like, that's the girl he want to go to a club with, right? I just was very whatever about it hmm um you know i'll be honest with you i'm going to talk about it is i feel sorry for la la re is like if you're not a queen who has a lot of money uh or can buy things on you know on promise to pay i think you suffer in this show now where i think that used to be the case uh but uh, i'm looking now at olivia lux she looks fantastic i love olivia lux's outfit it looks fantastic um, I have no idea what you were talking about because I was busy looking for the looks and the nighttime looks, but, um, what did you think of it? Did you like, did you agree with me or no?
1: I just wrote, I love the dress.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love the I don't know how I feel about the wig. Uh, I know, I will say this. Did you feel, uh, is Simone next? Is that Simone? Yeah. Yeah. Simone. On Simone's first look, I will say, didn't you think that her wig, to, to borrow a term from a, a, a hostess from a long ago,
1: that her looked a little thirsty? On her first, look. I wasn't a fan of the wig. I know I didn't like the wig. I didn't necessarily like the wig on her second dress either, with it yeah. was sort of like the 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 uh, the braids with the the dangle things at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of that, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I I loved the outfit that she had on in the daytime look yeah. a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree with you, Tina Burns. It's always going to be orange, yellow, and red, which I'm sure Michelle's going to clock her for. I wonder though, do you think that Tina Burner is so calculated that she's doing this, waiting for that? She's like, she's self-producing her own narrative arc here in terms of looks.
1: I could see that. Should we we talk about how, uh, her weird fake tan and how bad it looked in this episode? Yeah. Well, plus with the whole thing where it, okay, and, and where all of her confessionals are where she has on the suspenders and the, um, and the tank top. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, pattern behind her or if it's the bad tan or whatever, but it almost looks like she's got hairy shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like the like the lighting in it is where I don't know if she has I don't know if she has issues with her skin or whatever, but or maybe she does have hairy shoulders. I don't know. But there's something yeah. about it that it's distracting when she's talking, when she's getting professionals. Yeah. <laughs>
2: with 25% off at Ritual.com slash prenatal.
0: Yeah! All right! <laughs> The queens enter the workroom after the runway mini-challenge to D-Drag. Candy, annoyed by Elliot's earlier comments, wonders if Elliot is a mole. Next, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi-challenge. Each queen will have to create an original verse to RuPaul's song, "Congratulations" and work as a team to choreograph a group number. Tina and Olivia exude confidence while Elliot wonders whether she has what it takes to write her own verse. Uh, Taylor, any thoughts here on this big segment?
1: Um, I guess the one thing that I wrote here was the uh, the energy levels that we're getting or the personalities or whatever you want to call it about Mm -hmm. two queens in particular. And that is Olivia Lux and Gottmik. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like every time Olivia Lux is on screen giving confessionals Mm -hmm. like you want more. You want that energy. It's Mm -hmm. it's. The you know, it's the best bowl of ice cream you've ever eaten, kind of mm-hmm. thing, when you're when mm-hmm. you're watching her talk and just the the hopefulness and the positivity and everything. Mick, great conceptual artist so far, from what we're seeing, mm-hmm. but there's something about her energy in confessionals that is off putting to me, and I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. I feel like she's being a little extra.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think that comes out a little more because. But do you think, in a weird kind of way, in, uh, that Gottmik, um feels so far internally? We're going to see this play out later that she has
1: a lot more to prove.
0: You know, whether that's valid that, or not, whether that's valid or not. Don't you think that maybe that's a feeling she has?
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with that, and and that is why I'm I'm not like where I'm like, oh, Mick, No, I don't like her. I don't like him. But uh-huh. it, there is. A, there's just an energy there of where we're just, we're, we're trying so hard,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, but then it's, it's, it's similar to, but then when we see where in Untucked, mm-hmm. where Gottnik starts to kind of show his authentic self mm-hmm. and talk a little bit more honestly about who he is, that, that deescalates a little bit, that deflates a little bit. And then it makes, it makes it easier to get to know the person behind the drag versus this persona of, you know, we're, 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 I don't know what the word is, you know, extra. Mm -hmm. It's just very extra. It's similar. It's similar to when you would see though. I definitely, you know, Laganja Mm -hmm. in the beginning where Laganja was kind of over trying. Mm -hmm. And then eventually when Laganja would have those moments of where, Her defenses would go down and you would see the real Laganja. You would appreciate Laganja a little bit more. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I wonder, though, I wonder, you know, because you and I, we, because we're so comfortable now in front of the microphone, are a lot more natural. But if you go back to, like, the early days of our podcast, I know I can only speak for myself. I was definitely trying to self-produce you know. Yeah. And I didn't sound like the way I do now. This is pretty close to how I sound in real life, but this took a long time of podcasting to just get comfortable enough to do it. And that's just na- and so I think if you think about Got position about and you and I know that am we're going to talk about something later. If you think about Got position, she also recognizes the enormous weight she's carrying on her shoulder as the first trans male contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. And so I'm sure that's always in the back of as a boy, his mind Mm -hmm. uh, on this competition that he is representing a movement. And I think the other girls recognize this too, when they actually talk about it later. And so that might, so maybe there's a conscious, even more so than your typical contestant. uh, It's more of a conscious effort to, to, to be very aware of oneself because of who he is representing. Um, uh, on this show. Uh, okay, we have the Maxi challenge. All right. On, during the rehearsal, none of the queens want to take charge of choreography. Meanwhile, a reluctant Elliot chooses to hide in the shadows rather than share her dancing expertise. Meanwhile, got Mick. <sighs> this is the part we're going to talk about. Doesn't realize they'll be dancing to their verses and freaks out because she didn't have a chance to share what she she was a trans male with her fellow contestants uh, first. This disrupts her concentration for the rest of the rehearsal. Uh, Taylor, you and I talked about this a little bit, but what were your thoughts here on this moment and on the whole thing I, on the whole segment?
1: Okay, well, I get why Elliot maybe didn't want to come in and. Especially considering it feels like Elliot was odd queen out mm-hmm. for a good chunk of this so far. So to come in and suddenly say, I have choreography expertise or experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand why we wouldn't, but then the comment that Tina made of the, Oh, you're a choreographer. Like, yeah, I am. I do have experience with this, yeah. but I also want to understand why Elliot is trying yes. very hard to kind of get her, get her way into the group. Yeah. So he doesn't want to come in all, you know, oh, I can do this. We've seen girls do that before. Yeah. Um. I thought a lot of the La Re just kind of making faces and stuff, looking around was very like, okay, this is mm-hmm. my fear is though. We're going to start to see as we've seen happen, even though one of, this is one of my favorite, expe- favorite moments ever of the show, but we're starting to see is of we're going to get the more Jim Halpert looking directly at the camera, you know, like we saw last, last season with, uh, uh, oh, what the hell is her name? the The finalist, the one that did Dorothy in the in the final. Uh, oh my god! The, what the hell was what the hell was the girl's name? Don't just stare at me. What was the name of the the girl? The, Gigi Good. Where Gigi Good had that moment where she looked at the camera. Why
0: are you staring at me like that? I'm watching you talk? I'm just listening okay. to you, professional podcaster, um <laughs> master of words, wordsmith, I, Taylor the latte boy.
1: I don't want that to be where every once in a while when somebody says something, somebody else just kind of looks off the, I I don't want that. I, I I get I see I feel like that's where that's what's gonna happen, but we'll see. Um <laughs> Joe is trying to do that right now. Um but yeah, no, it, it makes sense. As far as the whole thing of where we suddenly heard our voice in the headphones and then had this moment. Yeah, I don't get where Gotmik wouldn't think that they wouldn't use the lyrics that they wouldn't all hear that. Or are they all supposed to be surprised? Like yeah. when they start playing, because that, yeah. that's just going to be a train wreck. Yeah. It I didn't, wanna, it didn't make a lot of sense.
0: I want to call something here. You know, as, uh, you learn as a stand up comic that when something happens in the room, like let's say it's for instance, uh, to a couple at a table getting a big argument and storm out of the room. You have to call the moment or otherwise the whole audience can't get over it. Right? You have to yeah. acknowledge that that just happened. It's the same thing here. So I have to acknowledge. I have to call something here. And then this is going to be for the season. I, I I was thinking about this last night. I was taking notes because I have something to say here. And everybody – like you saw how ham I went with Candy Muse last week. And right. so I'm an equal opportunity make fun of the queens, but I was really in my head last night as I was like taking notes because I want, I'm going to make, I'm going to make fun of Got Mick. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Oh God, is it, am I going through a minefield here? Right. And I realized though that by being careful with Got Mick and not anybody else, I'm actually doing her a disservice uh, as a drag queen, doing him a disservice as a boy. Um, if I don't make fun of him. Yeah. Okay. And since I'm going to say him right now, because he's presenting as a boy in this rehearsal. I want to know, he wrote the lyrics in front mm-hmm. of the girls in the work group, wrote these, lyrics, which by the way, later I'm going to, I'm going to uh, criticize these lyrics Cause they're very like of all the lyrics, it's just like the history of got Mick in a verse, right? So right. he's sitting there going, like, I, uh, you know, got Mick was born a girl, okay? Goes to the studio in a <laughs> microphone with a producer, records the track, goes back to the workroom, and this is not, they didn't, like, they go, I mean, you know, then because then they have to have, there's obviously time in between them recording this and then putting it, working it into the track.
1: Yeah,
2: okay? have to produce it. Yeah.
0: yeah, they have to produce the thing. And then they're listening to the track, and she goes – I'm sorry. He goes, oh, my God. <laughs> I did not realize I was going to be – that they were going to hear these lyrics. I'm all like, well, this comes from producing yourself. I think he thought he was going to get a chance in the workroom. Like he, he was self-producing his mirror moment. Yeah, and so he was like, "I will do this on elimination day." You Mm -hmm. know, when I'm getting ready in the mirror and putting on the makeup. Yes, and that's what happened. Is that I think that's what it was. He was safe, but I. But obviously, he and you know what? Maybe shame because the the producer probably knew that was gonna. Well, I guess now they have to rehearse to their track
1: no i think yeah we, no other episodes where they rehearse and they're playing you can hear the music you hear little clips of the music so clearly they're going to where they all have to lip sync and yeah, stuff so yeah. it makes sense that they're going to give them their tracks to practice yeah. just lip syncing so they can move so to the dance that was kit, very
0: silly that he, no one wrote the lyrics for him he wrote his own lyrics recorded yeah. them and then is shocked <laughs> when they play the lyrics and he's like Oh my god, I've been exposed. I'm in my head. So, <laughs> a little silly Gottmik. And I, by the way, I'm a big Mick fan.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, by the way, last week you were like, I think you'd be into Mick, And I was like, no, but I, I could see it more this time. Yeah. Alright. It's Elimination Day and the queens are preparing for the main stage. Elliot feels the pressure. Mick opens up to Olivia about her gender, and the two have a discussion about Gottmik's preferred pronouns in and out of drag. Meanwhile, the group asks Elliot for the tea about the other group of girls. Tina asks the other queens who they would send home if given the opportunity. Candy says she'd choose Tina because she's competition. Tina says she'd send home Mick for being a threat. Simone agrees with Candy and chooses Tina, and Olivia realizes that none of the other girls... See her as a threat. Your thoughts on this Elimination Day, Taylor?
1: The one thing that stands out is uh, Candy saying to, I believe it's Olivia, if you screw up in the choreography, just don't let them see you sweat. Yeah, Don't let them know. Just act like you did it on purpose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, once again, we're giving advice and we're saying things to other people, but we're not taking our own. We're not taking it in, Mm -hmm. you know. So as we'll see during the performance, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good that it felt like the moment of where Elliot was talking to everybody and saying, "This is what just happened, but this is what happened. This is why I'm here." Mm -hmm. I think helped. I think helped to add Elliot as a member of the group, Mm -hmm. where I don't know if it was where they felt sorry for. I don't know if it's where they just realized that okay, maybe this isn't. But then there's also part of me that thinks that would be a great. If if Elliot was in fact the mole, mm-hmm. that would make for a great story that the producers could come over and say, when they ask you what happened, just tell them this, yeah. and then yeah. put them all on their side. Yeah, you know, you remember the show The Mole? Oh yeah, with Anderson You're, Cooper. Anderson Cooper. He was the uh, the first uh, season. He was the host of it, and I loved that show. I loved that show for, for what what it was, and I I would love to see something like that on a, on a future season of Drag Race.
0: Oh, really? Whether they mm-hmm. like an actual mole? Well, I uh-huh. okay, I I didn't want to tell you this, okay? I don't know how I feel about this right now. Taylor doesn't know I'm a mole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know you're a mole. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: He doesn't know that I've been secretly planted here to get him to confess things. For no reason whatsoever, by the way. Just
1: for all my own amusement. But I'm, yeah. But and you can hear those confessions on Just Between Us Girls for members of Patreon.
0: <laughs> Taylor can't hear the sound effects, so he doesn't know I'm playing the confessional music. Oh. Yeah. And it's what supposedly he can't hear me in theory, but he doesn't know I'm the mole.
1: But that's my. Or point. maybe I can and I'm the mole.
0: Good point. <laughs> all right uh i don't really have a lot to say about this elimination I didn't, I didn't really think i mean i thought it was very interesting i'm glad they did that they had got mick uh give his preferred pronouns you know in and out of drag it's tough for, for doing what we're doing because we have to talk about him in uh, in drag and out of drag and we're going to switch back and forth or should we just say her the whole time what do you think let's make it i, make
1: I, was it- gonna say, I think that it considering that when all of the other contestants that we have talked about over the years are, whether they're in drag or not, we refer to them all as she.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, if I say she, I am saying it. I'm talking about the characters. I just kind of see all of the different characters um, of this show as as performers, even when they're not performing. So I'm I'm going to probably say she the entire season. Unless something is going on that I feel as though it is pertinent to say he, but when I say it, I am not. I, I I acknowledge and recognize Gottmik is male, but Tina Burner is male, Candy Muse is male, but they they present this persona even when they're not presenting. Does that make sense? It does, and I will follow your lead. Yeah. So right. so no need to send letters.
0: All right. Uh On the main stage, Rue introduces the regular judges as well as choreographer Jamal Sims before the Queen performed their stage number of RuPaul's Congratulations. You know, we got so distracted with my Todrick Hall thing earlier. I
2: mm-hmm. didn't tell
0: you that thing I was trying to officially talk about was that how much I love this Jamal Sims. He's great. I love Jamal Sims. I think he's, he's so great. fantastic. I think he's so great. He's able to criticize, still be positive. It doesn't seem like he's doing it for the camera, you know? It just seems yeah. like he's there to do work. Um, okay. Can we talk about one thing, though, with yeah. Rue?
2: Yeah.
1: There was a big scene where Rue kind of gave Lala Ri the look when she tripped – almost tripped on her dress. Yeah. Rue almost – Rue was tripping over that dress when she came down the runway. Yeah. If you watch, it was where she was clearly holding it up, and then the last step she takes, she almost goes forward, where she clearly is standing on the front of her dress. I encourage everyone to go back and watch that little bit of that You scene. really watch
0: this very carefully. Um mm-hmm. all right. So they watched and perform the stage number Congratulations. Do you have any thoughts on Congratulations?
1: My first thought was it felt like Got mixed lyric. It was only half of the lyrics. Oh, really? Like it felt like everybody else's lyrics were much longer than than Gotmix. And I just wrote by the end of it, This is really bad. It's the whole <laughs> It was not a good It was not, it was not good.
0: good it was not good at all. And also they have this new thing. On the runway and on the thing where they have these lights that look like
1: space heaters. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) They're super distracting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was distracted by them once or twice, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't really have any thoughts on congratulations besides that it was bad. It was was really bad. But I don't really necessarily blame the girls. I will say, though, I will say the one highlight... I was sort of thinking they were setting Olivia Lux up when she said, I write music, but actually I thought her lyric was the best. And I thought mm-hmm. Elliot with Two T's dancing was the best. You
1: know, movements. Yes. There um, was there was there was a large disconnect of energy yeah. where some of them and particularly Olivia I'm glad you said Olivia and Elliot seemed to have a lot of energy and were really into it. And then you had other ones. That it felt like a lot. Other than Candy, because Candy clearly didn't know. Like Cle- Candy got got in her head and didn't know what she was doing, but a lot of them just kind of faded into the background. Like you, you stopped watching a lot of them, except for I was kind of going back and forth between Elliot, and Well,
0: here's the thing with Candy. I don't know why this is. i mean, no, I'm not criticizing her. I am, but it's not her specifically. For some reason, big girls. When they dance, for some, I don't know why this is, their signature move is high kicks. Yeah. This Eureka O'Hara just kicking all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Candy was kicking all over the place. I'm like, what is
1: it? Is it it because that's the only move they can do, or? Well, I think it's to show flexibility. It's to show flexibility in a brief spurt. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not where we're doing a whole lot of other. We're we're not doing a lot of other things. I mean, you and you and I are both big girls, and I mean, I can dance, but ultimately, I'm just yeah, kind I've of going back. Right and now, time. you want me to dance right now? Yeah. Do you want me to do a do you want me to do a high kick and then do a, do a shablam on the? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> just we just have... the,
0: book. the books the books my bookshelfs yeah. all just fall. <laughs> Babalu calls the police? Uh, if we had more time, I would, but we're running short on time. Um, yeah. So okay. Um, It was a horrible number Yes But again, yeah. the blame's really squalls squarely on RuPaul Who had a terrible song That's a terrible song That's clearly- a terrible
1: album That album's like two years old And oh, it it's is? pretty much all of the songs are the, the titles of most of the songs are all things that she says on the show. Yeah, it's a very
0: strange, it's, it's a weird world she lives in. Where Everything that she
1: says, it's a, I don't, I don't know. All okay, right. But it, it makes sense because we all watch every week. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We feed into yeah, it. it. Yeah, we do. All right.
0: Let's talk about the looks. The category is La May You Slay. Oh, you stay. Uh First up, we got Got Mick in a ruffled metallic bodysuit. Your, th- your thoughts,
1: Taylor? I didn't like this. I didn't like, no, I, I, it was, there was too much. I, I get the artistry of it. It just wasn't something that I, I can appreciate that. It just, maybe if it was different colors, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't a fan of the combination of the metallics that she used for it, the LeMay all right
0: next up we have candy muse with a silver bra shorts and a jacket uh, i think that was the one that's reminiscent of austin powers for michelle correct
1: yeah fembots yeah. i i just wrote LeMay like i don't see how this represents LeMay to me i just was not i i didn't like it at all and again mm-hmm. she looked like my cousin
0: <laughs> yeah lala Ree was in a golden ruffled top with pants and a train
1: I loved this look of metallics. I thought this was a much better look of metallics than mm. uh, Gottmik was. I thought she looked beautiful. She reminded me of uh Retta, the actress oh, okay. Retta. I thought that's what she looked like with the hair and the big ruffles and the elegance and everything like that. And mm. I was all here for it.
0: All right. Olivia Lux with a cream and mint one shoulder gown.
1: I wrote Blanche Devereaux Realness. That's who she reminded me of was Ruby Clay. They had like the pride of girls. So I thought she looked beautiful. I thought it was old school Hollywood. It was everything about it was just she's just she's just a really pretty girl.
0: All right. Simone came out a wrestling robe, short belt, and sports bra with blonde braids.
1: I thought that it was an interesting approach and it was definitely outside the box as far as LeMay goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It, 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 is memorable. Mm-hmm. Did I like it? Not necessarily, but it's memorable. And mm-hmm. I can appreciate it and I respect it.
0: Yeah. Uh all right. Tina Burner with a Tin Man Silver
1: Jacket and Mom pants. Uh, <laughs> I at first thought, you know, oh wow, no red. And then she opened up this thing and there was a red heart, which mm-hmm. I also get as a reference to the Tin Man yeah. sort of thing. Um I, I it was okay. I mean, I liked it, but it was still. You know, if you're going to do the if you're going to do the silver face paint, have it go all the way up your hairline. Don't have mm-hmm. the, the the bare skin stripe all the way around the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was it was okay. I mean, by the way, I want to call I, out. You I, know, I, I, think I don't like it because it's Tina Turner.
0: <laughs> yeah, every season RuPaul tries to work in at least one Mommy Dearest reference. Earlier, when they did the many challenge, she said, "Let's go," you know, which is uh-huh. a Mommy Dearest reference. But she got another one in, which I thought was very clever. When she yes. said, Tina, bring me the axe. And that is a yep. very clever mommy dearest reference. Uh, finally, Elliot with two teeth came out in eighties palm inspired poofy sleeve, blue and green dress with nude stone top underneath. Your thoughts on this outfit, Taylor the latte boy?
1: Uh, I again, we're going to the eighties aesthetic. So she was definitely was eighties sophomore cotillion. Mm-hmm. My, my date, Regina had a, at the sophomore cotillion at my high school had an outfit yeah. that looked pretty close to that um but she she was kind of giving me little mermaid mm-hmm. um with the red hair and the blues and the greens and everything so mm-hmm. of course the any anything that's 80s with a bubble skirt like that and and the big poofy sleeves I, i'm here for it
0: all right very good and that is those are the looks all right yeah the looks uh after the judges critiques rue announces the top two queens of the week olivia lux and simone the remaining queens are all named safe Next, the top two to tween, two, two tweens, the t- next top two queens, go head to head in the lip sync battle for the win and a cash chip of five thousand doulas. The song "Break My Heart" by Dua Lipa, which what a good song that is. It is a great song, and the, but the winner was Simone
1: Taylor. Any final thoughts on the episode? I thought the lip sync. I feel like we are seeing the beginnings of the lip sync assassin with Simone. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, just between, though she seems to have, while she has a group of great moves that she does, I feel like she did some of the same movements last week as she did this week. So she's got to be really careful that she is able to kind of mix things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Olivia's lip sync, it didn't necessarily connect with me to the song, to the style of the song. It was very like joyous and happy, but she's supposed to be sad. Like, was very over the top kind of thing. And yeah. that makes me worried if she has to lip sync in the future. Like, whereas the song last week that worked for that, it didn't work for this song. So yeah. if that's her group of moves that she has for lip syncs. That concerns me for future weeks. If she's ever has to lip sync, she,
0: she, she took it a comedy route when it's not a comedy song. It's not a song that right. leads up to comedy. And, um, but it was, it was interesting. I thought Simone did better on this lip sync than she did last week, where she really captured the feeling of the song and i almost to the point where you would think she sang the song in real life like yeah it sort of felt like she was really singing the song and this crazy person it honestly it wasn't to this extreme but it mm-hmm. felt a lot like when um latrice was singing natural woman and the little <laughs> mid, the little midget kenya Michaels was in the background dancing like a lunatic and, yeah, and uh, Latrice was still and capturing the song. It had that sort. Simone's movements were a lot smaller, but much mm-hmm. more um, nuanced. Nuanced, but also determined. What I mean is, like, she knew the yeah. moves she was going to take. Whereas Olivia Lux seemed to be making jokes out of every line and on the nose with everything. Where mm-hmm. Simone was actually feeling and acting out the song. Um. Okay. I don't think I have any really really any final thoughts on this episode. I think we covered there there really wasn't much to this episode. It was a pretty standard issue. We divide the two teams up and I I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that next week the group is going to do the same sort of daytime nighttime look and then a yes. similar challenge. They did this last year too. Uh and so we'll be kind of covering the same beats I think and because most of these girls are pretty strong. There wasn't a lot to talk about. I think we will see a lot more and have a lot more to talk about on episode four when those two very different groups of girls come together and then that's when you're going to see the tension. That's when you're going to see the the tribalism, so to speak, in terms of the winners and the losers and the weaker and the stronger. Any other thoughts there, Taylor? I feel it
1: odd that no one yet has mentioned at least not on camera that um tanisha like no one has mentioned to lala that she, I, who was it that went up against tanisha last week was that simone know. well why would simone know well because they were they've talked about the fact that rose where oh. tina knows that, rose, that 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 dimension who did you go up against who did you go up against and the fact that no one has mentioned to lala read the tanisha's in the other group
0: well because i think like. Do you think maybe she what? does? Maybe do you think maybe they did and they're just hiding that?
1: I think they I think they they have to have.
0: They have to have. Yeah. Yeah. And so they know what's happening. All right. Any other final thoughts, Taylor T. Latte Boy? Nope. Let's uh, wrap this one up. Alright. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as Taylor the Latte Boy and I discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, season thirteen. So for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself. Sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Have something to say? Email us at DragRaceRecap at Afterthought.media For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over at Patreon at Patreon.com slash Afterthought You can follow Tanner the Latte Boy on Instagram and Twitter at taylor follow joe batance on instagram at joe batance that's j-o-e-b-e-t-a-n-c-e this episode was produced by luke stamen
2: drag race recap is an
0: afterthought media
2: podcast